Welcome to Crossing Cultures. I am Sebas, your host from the Netherlands. In this podcast, I talk to people from all over the world about our countries and cultures in order to get a better understanding of each other's way of life. Welcome everyone to Crossing Cultures. We are in episode 17, live from Aarhus, Denmark, live from the Yellow Room at DMJX, the the journalism school of Aarhus. And I'm not here alone in this room. I am with the beautiful Russian Uliana. Yeah. Welcome Uliana. Hello everyone. How are you? I'm fine. A little bit tired, honestly. It is six o'clock. It is, uh, well, almost seven, seven by yeah. now because I was mm-hmm. doing some things with the technique. Yes. Uliana, I invited you here today because I've been wanting to talk to uh, to a Russian person for a long time already because I think it's very uh, interesting and relevant because, as we all know, your country is in a war. Mm-hmm. And I think it's very important to also listen to the perspective of normal Russian citizens other than Vladimir Putin. Um, Yeah, that's true. I agree. (laughs) Do you think you've the normal Russian person has been covered a lot? um, I think that it is is, um, so important because um, when you listen to the Russian news or different... Uh, perspectives of what is going on um, I think that you still cannot understand what is really going on there like in Russia and in Ukraine and I think that it is so important to talk to normal people (laughs) yeah and to ask them what is really going on and to ask what they think about the situation and the war so what do you think about the war um I um Honestly, I want to start um, from the beginning. I know that maybe sounds weird. No, so, uh, you know that the war started on the 24th of February. And uh, honestly, I want to start talking about the 23rd of February. Uh, 23rd of February, it is a holiday in Russia. 2022. Yeah, yeah, yeah yes. And uh, we usually have a holiday this day and it is like a man's day in Russia and we usually celebrate this holiday, spend uh, this day with your relatives and so on. So I remember that day because that was that was a wonderful day. I spent that day with my family and uh, we went to celebrate and we had dinner and we discussed uh, what we would do for my birthday. I have a birthday on the 27th of February. So, but I remember that that day I had this strange feeling of anxiety and I couldn't understand why I had this feeling. So, and uh, I felt that something was wrong and uh, the news was silent. But when I got up next morning and checked my social networks and news, I understood what happened, unfortunately. So, and um, after that day, I usually feel the state of anxiety and emotional 
exhaustion in general like i think that all russian people feel that feel that and uh, i uh, also can you describe that feeling um it is like when you're i have another feeling now because i'm not in russia anymore but when i was there i felt like there is like there is no the end of the war there will not be the end of the war and your life is getting worse and worse every day and you don't you don't know what to do with it you cannot plan something because you don't want you don't you don't know what you will do tomorrow what will be with your country with your family tomorrow and that's why yeah it was it was so difficult to to live and uh to plan every day and uh, to do your usual work that was that was so yeah that was so difficult and also i remember that i had a real sense of guilt and honestly i don't i don't know why i had that because i never supported the government i never supported their political uh, like their their views and uh, i always supposed it i voted against it and uh, i still had a feeling of guilt uh, and even when i was going here i uh, had a lot of troubles going here because all the borders were closed and i had to go from moscow to st petersburg and to have a bus and to go from st petersburg with the bus to finland and after that to copenhagen so and when i was crossing the border I showed uh, the police woman uh, my password and she saw that it was a Russian passport and uh, I told her I'm sorry and I don't know why I told that because You apologized. Yeah, I don't know why. But I I did that and she also didn't understand why I did that but I I always felt that something was wrong with me because of my nationality and because of the fact what is going on. Okay. <laughs> That's uh thank you for that. Uh but maybe start from the beginning. Who who are you and where where are you from in Russia? What is your story? Yeah, um I'm I'm a journalist. I hope so. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um I'm 23. I'm from Moscow and um yeah, my faculty of journalism is so close to the Kremlin. So I I spent four years of my life uh being in the center of the center. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I saw different protests uh, there and all different things which happened there. And uh also What did you see? For example, they Because you're very like super close to yes, to the power. Yes. Right? Uh there was um a strange like I saw I saw the protests uh, I I saw the protests uh uh to support Navalny and they were really hard like it was so difficult to be there because so for uh, the listener who doesn't know Navalny yeah, was in the opposition yeah he is now in jail for the rest of his life how long? No I think n- now for 10 years but after that I don't know Yeah. yeah. So So you saw protests and also um it it really impressed me because uh that was a usual day we went to the lectures and we had uh, like there was a conference where Putin uh like 
told his speech and so on. And they were snipers, you know, that um, this this guy is always protected. <laughs> yeah. So, and... Uh, On the rooftop. Uh, yes, yes. And we were told not to be close to the windows because the snipers could think that we could harm him. And, uh, yeah, and that was, that was... That was so strange because, you know, it it is a usual day. You go to your lectures, you see your group mates and uh, um, you have to be, you have to be, you have to think about your protection and you don't have to be so close to the windows and you don't have to, to say something, to think something. And I, I don't know, honestly, that was, that was really weird, I think. When was yeah. this? Um, I think it was uh, at the beginning of the year, I think, yeah. So just before the war? Yeah, okay. yeah. And uh, also talking about the war, uh, can I continue? Yeah, 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 yeah. this yeah. floor is yours. <laughs> uh, okay, honestly, because of the fact that I'm a journalist, I remember how medias began to be closed every day. So we have... Um, we have a law. It is called uh, the law on foreign agents. And um, previously, only journalists or orga organizations that received funding from abroad could get uh, under this law. But what happened after the start of the war uh, was all free media began to be declared foreign agents day after day. And uh, all free journalists began to be under the law on fakes about the Russian military. And they began to be like they have to they had to leave the country immediately or they could uh, they could get into prison. Yeah. And yeah. Um, how long? In I prison? think f from five to ten years. Five to ten yeah. years. Okay. And a fair amount of time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and um, everything has led to the th to the fact that knowing truthful information was something dangerous, and uh, uh, now truthful me uh, truthful information can be uh, can be read through the app Telegram or with VPN. But for others, there are state channels. Um, and which, like, which represent fake news, and uh, in order to support uh, Putin and his his thoughts and his uh, idea, yeah, to play the war. So, would you say all the journalists that are still in Russia now spread non-truthful information? There are no journalists in Russia anymore. There are no journalists. I, that's I what you're so. saying. If they are not journalists, then what are they? Um, for example, um, what I was doing in summer, uh, I um, started to work at a PR agency and they tried to find other s spheres related to journalism like PR, um, also advertising, yeah, and, and so on. But yeah, there are no free medias, medias anymore. Oh, I know that some journalists, uh, yeah, go abroad and work from there, but it is also so dangerous and complicated, honestly. That's why, yeah, we have state channels and we don't have free press anymore. State yeah. channel, is it TV, print, 
it is uh, different kinds of uh, TV, print, radio. We also have, you know, we also have a lot of banners in uh, Russia. It is like, yeah, it is like they they tell like um, we don't leave, we don't have to leave our people in Donbass. Some that fake information and also talking about collective responsibility. I heard that a lot of people in Europe and in other countries cannot understand why uh, like why people can uh, why people can solve this problem by themselves and uh, you mean the Russian people yeah yeah why they don't solve support like wh- why there are no protests like really hard big yeah, protests the West is wondering why Russians yes, are not protesting yes. What do you think about that? Um, the problem is that the institution of opposition to the government has been destroyed long time long time ago. And there is no opposition anymore. Yeah, and uh, even if we oppose and disagree, no one is interested. And uh, if you want to say something on social networks, you will be shut up and and punished and. Uh, uh, if you want to go to the protest, you will be beaten and put into jail. If you want, uh, if you, even if you are just walking down the street and there is a protest somewhere in the nearby, you can simply be detained, dragged into a petty wagon, and uh, no one will be interested uh, in what you really, what you really wanted to do and what you really didn't want to do and why you were there that time. So I think that. Yeah, and also about. But is the Ru- the Russian government is it also very active on the digital field? <laughs> like, what if you would post something on your Instagram, for example? Um, yes. This podcast, perhaps. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, yeah. If um, I don't think that they will pay so much attention for like to me because I'm a young journalist and I'm not famous, but yeah. If you are a part of their organization and if you are like if you try to write something on on your page in social on social network and uh, they can find you, they can punish you. And also there were um, there were cases when police came to different journalists, like they came home and they uh, yeah they they wanted to punish them because of the fact that they posted something and that they didn't support government and honestly uh honestly about about uh like about this thing so uh it is forbidden to support ukraine and if you support ukraine and if you uh i don't know donate and uh if you have relatives in ukraine and you transfer them money you can be put into jail for a long time do you run a risk by doing this podcast of course this podcast is not huge yes it's not that putin will listen to <laughs> crossing cultures he should Maybe. actually he should he should well no he shouldn't because then yeah he, uh, i don't know um but do you run a risk by speaking out on a digital platform in yes. the online world yes of course yes okay. And um, what, what what could they do if they they find out you're at crossing cultures? <laughs> uh, 
uh, I don't want to go to jail. <laughs> no, of course. Yeah, not. I'll have to yeah to pay money or maybe I'll have to like uh, I'll have to I will be I will be under the the law about foreign agents. And the worst thing is if I will be under the law of the fakes of the Russian army because it is like it is the the strongest one and uh, it is the, it is awful honestly <laughs> and uh, yeah but for example uh, do you know that uh, social networks are also forbidden in Russia like we don't have Instagram we don't have Twitter and Facebook. I think that it happened because, uh, like, yeah, because of the war, mm, people shared their opinion uh, in social networks, and and also. So you had you had Twitter and Instagram and Facebook before. Yes, of before course. Before the war, okay. Of course, like we have these uh, applications, but we have to use it with VPN all the time. So yeah, and they didn't want people to share information. I think. And uh, to share their opinion about what is going on, and like they did that in a massive way, so they blocked everything. Like it is, it is the easiest way, I think. Okay. Yeah. And, and why why did you decide to be on this podcast? Because I think that mm, it is important to tell what is really going on in Russia, because uh, news always, uh, most of the time, news represent Russian people as cruel people. Yeah. And I think that we're like they represent Russian people as villains. Like we're cruel. We want to fight. We want blood and so on. But I think that a lot of people in Russia are really suffering now, because um, maybe I think that you heard about mobilization. Full mobilization. Yes. yes. Uh, no, it was like a part mobilization. Part, oh. But it. But was the intention the, was full mobilization. Yes. Right? After the beginning of the mobilization, uh, there were protests, but few people came out to the protests because it was so risky and uh, most of the detentions ended with men being handed summons and taken straight from the protests to the war. And uh, after so the pro the protests were against the the mobilization. mobilization. Yes, yes. And people were taken from those yes. protests and immediately. Like they were given summons, yeah. But uh, like I heard that there were cases, uh, w like when people were immediately taken. Yeah, that's that's it. So instead of yes, be protesting against yes. going into the army, they were taken into the yes. army at this. Yes, because okay. like it, it it was really risky to go there, but they did that, and I think that that was really brave, and. Uh, so take I will after that go back to the to your to your question why I take part in this uh, podcast. Yes. I'm sorry, no, I focus on mobilization. So mm -hmm. and after the announcement of mobilization, many men and their families, of course, tried to leave the country as soon as possible because nobody wants to fight. Honestly, no, n I think not nobody, but. Most of people don't want to fight because they, they cannot understand why they have to do that. They have their own lives, their own families, works, and they they simply want to live and not to suffer without any purpose. Like I, they don't see the reason of this war. Like a lot of people can't understand the reason of this war. Honestly, you think it's the majority? 
of course. But the yeah. silent majority? Yes, because yeah, yeah, I think so. Because it is it is so dangerous to express your opinion now. Nobody wants to be to go to the jail. Yeah, that's it, why. It, and who who wants this war? Only Putin? Yes, and also, you know, there are all um, like central cities, Moscow, Saint Petersburg. They are so developed, and uh, there is there is elite there. Like there are a lot of smart people there, and they really understand what is going on. They have uh, an access to different types of media. They can understand what is really going on. But the rest of uh, like the rest of uh, the citizens of Russia, they are from suburbs, they are from villages, and they don't have different kinds of news. They only have governmental channels, and they watch them, and they read these news articles, and they're like, "Oh my God, what is going on? These Ukrainians, they are really bad, and so on." But that's not true. But they don't have another sources of information, and they can't like they have to believe this thing. Unfortunately, are those more the people who live in rural parts of the country? Uh, there are a lot of these people, and honestly, uh, these these people are more are mostly they they were mostly taken to the war. Like nobody takes care of what is going on in rural parts, and nobody notice can notice what is go what is really going on there. That's why he decided to mobilize m that part, like yeah, prioritize. So are are friends of 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 you being mobilized? Not at all, because you're from Moscow. Then um, I had um, I had um, friends who their summons and I also I think I told you that there was a difficult situation with my friend but it was before the official start of mobilization um, so my in Russia boys have to serve in the army for one year and uh, my friend the brother the brother of my best friend uh, served in the army and was about to end it uh, in April, I think in June, but in April, one morning, he and his friends were picked up to put into a car and taken away without saying where exactly they were going. So, and in the end, without consent, an 18-year-old boy uh, ended up at war with Ukraine. So, accordingly to the law, boys who do not have special military training and who serve in military service uh, cannot be sent to war. But no one, uh, as it turned out, was interested in this. And uh, as a result, his parents had to pay a huge amount of money to redeem their son to take his home. So even here, the state has set up a business based on bones, blood and lives. I think so, yeah. But now everything is fine with him. He is, uh, he is in another country. He is not in Russia. He had time to leave. So, but these stories are widely spread, honestly. And uh, I also have a friend who has to, who, who had to leave his uh, home. Like he tries to escape, and he lives. Uh, at his friend's place and other places not to be found 
with police and n- not to get his saman and so on. So, so yeah, they're escaping their, their military duty. Yeah, that's it. Okay. Because, yeah, also, also my family, uh, my dad could be taken to the war. But I was lucky because, yeah, they left Russia and they are now in the U.S. But everybody was so worried in my family. And I honestly, I still don't know about my cousins. I know that they are in Russia, but I think that they also try to escape. I think Your so. Your parents left after the, the call? Uh, they left three days before. Because they saw it coming or no. they wanted to escape? Uh, they tried They tried to get their citizenship. Uh, they tried to get their green card and to move to the U.S. And they luckily left country three days before the start of mobilization. Because I think you know that after the beginning of the mobilization, all the borders are usually closed. Like men cannot leave the country anymore. But uh, I know that they were two weeks. Uh, oh no, maybe one week. Like in Russia men they could leave the country but not all of them like they were they were cases when uh, police didn't allow to leave the country like to cross borders and so on so that's it that's it and you have any other family or friends still living in in russia yes yes my cousins my uncle and uh, of course other relatives but mm, i don't know they're they're still they they don't know still what they if they have to go to the war or they don't because of the fact that they didn't get their summons but i think that they can because my brother is 27 and he served and yeah he can be taken to the war honestly summons are like randomly or who decides who gets picked and who? nobody knows you know that after the start of mobilization even we women got their summons but they don't have to like they don't have to get them that was so strange but there is a house honestly well yeah so i don't know maybe i got my summon i don't know yeah. <laughs> so, <yeah. laughs> maybe it's uh it's i hope, down I hope in no in the postal box <laughs> yeah maybe i i really wanted to ask my neighbor to check if there are some letters because the yeah that this this thing is so random uh i heard that even yeah women without uh, an obligation of like of going to the war like you know that n- Oh my God, nurses and doctors, women, they have to go. But I know, I heard that women who didn't have, like, who were not from medicine sphere, they also got there. Someone's that was so weird, honestly. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, so um, how is the situation in, in, in Moscow now? Is, is life as normal Mm-mm. there? Honestly, I mean, you're not there yourself, but I, I'm, I assume you hear things from friends and family. The ones that are still there, though. Yes, of course. I have a lot of friends there. And um, yes, and I also have relatives there. So honestly, I can't say that everything is is great because, you know, you when you go there, you feel like you're in jail. Like you always feel so nervous. I when I was there, I I was I was nervous 
about talking um, about politics and expressing my feelings. And, you know, I think that Russian people still try to, to live. That's all. Like, they try to go to work, earn money, and not to be, like, not to be in a, in a, in a focus of police and not to have troubles with that. But they understand that the situation is getting worse, worse and worse. But I don't know. They really, I can, I don't want to say that they cannot, um, like, they can be against that, of course, and they are. But it is really dangerous to talk about it, uh, like, in a loud voice. That's why, yeah, and maybe you heard that all the companies, a lot of companies left Russia. Like, there are no, there are no IKEA and so on. McDonald's <laughs> left. Yes, yes, that's <laughs> And was being replaced by yes. this Russian McDonald's. Yes, thing. we have our Russian McDonald's now. <laughs> that's so Have true. you tasted it or... Yes, yes, and, and that that was that was okay. But I was in <laughs> Russia. I, I tasted it at the beginning of of summer, I think. But I think that things in Russia usually get uh, worse and worse. Like it, um, we need time to check how it will be later. So about the situation, yeah, I think that. Um, it is so dull, dark, and sad there. Like, when you go there, you feel what is really going on. And, uh, yeah, how I already told that people try to leave and try to support their family and uh, try to go to work, and that's all. But I don't think that this life can be really called life because you you're always afraid of being taken to the jail and being like you're always afraid that tomorrow you will be i don't know you will have to go to the war and maybe that tomorrow you'll leave everything you have i don't know it is so unpredictable honestly and i think that it is not good to live with this feeling all the time a constant feeling of uncertainty and yes. insecurity Yes, that's it. Are you happy you left? Of course. And I, I really hope that I will not go back. I'll try all my best not to go back. Like, not... I, I, I think that I will go to Russia, like, to to visit my grandmother and my relatives. But I don't want to live there anymore because for me as a journalist, I think that uh, I have nothing to do there. Because I don't think that free medias will be opened again. And uh, I don't think that honestly, I don't think that we have a jo we have journalism anymore. I think that um, journalism is concentrated around the war and fake news, and I don't really can call it real journalism. I don't know how it can be called, but it is not that. <laughs> honestly, yeah. And um, so you don't I, think the war will end anytime soon? It will, but. Um, things um in russia will not be will not be better like i don't think i think that people will need time and uh, i don't know about the government so if if the war ends and the government will be the same so i don't think that something will be so really change that's why a feeling of depression <laughs> yeah you really you, you really feel depressed 
Yeah, honestly. Is, is, is yeah. that how you would describe it? Yes, because um, I can't tell that I hate Russia. It is my home. I have family there. I have friends there. I I grew up there. And uh, honestly, I feel depressed seeing what is really going on because of one person. And uh, I remember the beginning of 2022, everybody was so excited about the beginning of the year. Uh, everybody had plans. And now we only, yeah, people only have to survive and uh, they really don't know what to do w <laughs> with their lives. And uh, I don't know, it is so difficult to see what is going on really. And uh, I really want to support my friends and uh, my relatives, but yeah, I was happy and uh, I was like, I I left the I left the country. Yeah, but now a lot of people cannot do that because of the embassies closed and because of the borders and because of money, um, tickets. Flights are yes, they are so expensive. expensive. Yeah. It is practically impossible to leave. So I don't know. I I don't know what will be with this country, honestly. <laughs> but I hope that yeah, that everything will be fine at at the end. But sounds like know. a complicated relationship yes. with your country. Yes, that's true. Because I mean, the love is still there. You, yes, I suppose, or mm. like the love for your own country, mm. or or it has disappeared. I don't know, but you know, for me, love, it is like, I have love to my relatives, friends, and I know that to this place, to culture, art, uh, wonderful moments I had there, experiences, emotions, yeah, I think that I love, my love sounds like that, but like in general, how it really looks like, and the attitude, uh, I don't know, I, I, I don't, I don't think that yeah I don't like what is going on and yeah I think that this love is really complicated <laughs> how um being in a in a foreign country how, how do you feel other people look at you honestly it was so difficult uh, at the beginning when I came here uh, I saw that people didn't know how to behave like they were not sure that if I support what is going on in Russia or I don't support what's going on in Russia. And I remember that uh, I remember that they were different like and they were different terrible sounds from people like they asked me where I'm from. I told that I'm in Russia and they told like eh. and that was really that was really difficult to experience because I was alone. I didn't have friends, families. I had a lot of problems to deal with. Um, I think that you heard about money transfers. I, I didn't have like money to live here. Like I had, but it was also so complicated to open a bank account and so on. Because? Because of the sanctions. Yeah, the sanctions made it impossible for Russian yeah. to open bank accounts at Western or Yes, because because they think that uh, we will use bank accounts um, like to support Russian army or something like that. I think that's weird, honestly. So yeah, but um, so that how how did that affect you? 
right. or like the sanctions how did the sanctions oh affect God. you as a person because oh the, there are sanctions of one country against another mm-hmm. i think that sanctions are a terrible because they do not influence on the government they influence on usual people and uh when i was going to denmark like i couldn't even buy tickets like i i don't have four i didn't have foreign cards and i couldn't buy tickets to go here so i had to find uh, i had to find like website where i could could uh, pay in rubles but that was also so complicated and sketchy sketchy websites yes and uh, and also i uh, when i when i came here i wanted to take a bus from copenhagen to orhus but i couldn't pay for it because of the f- because of the situation and using that website i only could buy tickets um straight from copenhagen like uh, to orhus to to have our my flight tickets i came um by train from moscow to st petersburg uh in st petersburg i um i took my i took a bus and uh, yeah we went from saint petersburg to finland and after that i uh, had my flight from helsinki to copenhagen and after copenhagen <laughs> i had a flight to Aarhus, and it took me i think 32 hours to come here yeah wow yeah <laughs> whereas normally moscow Two oh, hours. What? Three hours, I think, yeah. Because that was the only way you could leave Russia. There was another way uh, to buy tickets to go through Turkey or through uh, Dubai, but it was so expensive, so expensive. That's why it, this this way was the cheapest. But now this way is closed uh, because of the war, of course, yeah. And um, So Helsinki also closed? Yes. For Russia. Borders, yeah. yeah. They closed it at the end of September, I think. And yeah, I think... It's pretty late, actually. Yes. Later than other countries. Because uh, they did that because after the beginning of mobilization, a lot of people tried to leave the country uh, with Finland borders and other borders. And they didn't like want to see a lot of Russian people there. So I don't know. And uh, yeah, now I I don't know how to go to Russia to uh, visit my grandmother, honestly. And, yeah. and back to your life here, like how did you um, how do you manage with all the yeah. money problems? You went to Hambu, right? Yes, yes. I um, I had to ask for help uh, at my sister because she lives here and she helped me a little bit, like um, um, with money during first weeks and after that yeah after that i tried to open an account uh, in danish bank and yeah they i think that was so rude they asked me if i plan to help my parents using danish bank account and i told them no my parents are in the us now and i don't plan to help russian my russian parents using bank account but that was so rude honestly i was so upset after after that but yeah i have my danish bank account now but that was so stressful honestly yeah and because what did they ask 
they asked me if I if I plan. They didn't want to open me a bank account because they thought that I'm Russian and I I plan to do terrible things with uh, this card. Yeah. that you would use <laughs> yeah. that for. Yeah, and I I usually don't like this attitude. Like people um, people hear that you are from Russia and they start thinking like, oh my god, maybe you're a bad person and. Uh, how I'm how I dealt with that I talked to people I told them what what is really going on in Russia and I told that people really a lot of people are suffering there and uh, nothing like I think that it is a great tragedy honestly <laughs> what is going on and after after listening to me I know I, I remember that for example one person she told me like thank you so much that you shared because now I know what is really going on there and I don't feel so angry like watching news and hearing what hearing what is really going on and also about Russia and Ukraine a lot of Russian people try to support Ukraine they donate and also a lot of Russian people have relatives in Ukraine but yeah I think that and also a lot of people who support uh, who support Ukraine they left Russia but yeah, I think that of course the the like we have only one winner in this war. It is Ukraine. But I think it takes time and everything will be fine at the end. I think so. Yeah, but uh, I I remember. What do you mean with there's only one winner and that's Ukraine? I mean, and I think I know what you mean, but it sounds counterintuitive when they're being invaded. Uh, I think that Ukraine will be the winner of this war, of course. Okay. Be- because uh, I think that everybody uh, likes to watch Disney movies and villains don't usually like succeed with their cruel things. And I think that they will be the same. Like, villain will be beaten. <laughs> 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 yeah, I think so. Okay. Yeah. We'll see if that prediction is uh, true. Yeah. You said you remembered something? Yes, I I told about dealing with the situation, uh, about talking to people, and yeah, and now I'm so happy that a lot of people support me and they try to help, and I I found a lot of friends here, and that was a funny funny story yesterday. I was at the doctor, and uh, there was a an old lady, and uh, she started to talk with me in Danish, and I told her, like, no, I'm sorry, I can't understand, and she understood that I w- I'm from Russia, and she asked me a lot of things about the war, and she also understood that I don't support the war, and uh, before she and she she left me her phone number, and she told like. You can call me if you need something. Yeah, I can help you. Wow. Yeah, I, I like I like it honestly. <laughs> yeah. Whoa. Yeah. So you you feel like the the public opinion against Russia Russians is shifting in your personal experience or not really? I think that it is only my personal experience. A lot of people a lot of people hate Russians. Yeah. You th- you, you you feel that yourself? Mm. You hear that from others. I, I, I already told that I had uh, those unpleasant. Uh, yeah, with the bank. 
Yeah, and uh, also like unpleasant sounds from people when they hear that I'm from Russia. And also I know that, yeah, there are problems. There are still a lot of problems and a lot of people are skeptic about Russian people. And uh, I think that public opinion will shift, but it will take so much time because we're still cruel and cruel people in like public think that we are so cruel and they don't want to deal with with us i think also i'm trying to find uh, find a job here i don't know maybe it is all because of my nationality I, i can only predict but a lot of my friends have already found their jobs but i nobody answered me like i apply for friends from other countries yes mean. yes um and also my also my um Russian fr- Russian friends here. I have we have two other girls here. They're from Russia and they also didn't get their jobs. And I don't know, maybe it is maybe I'm wrong, maybe it is not because of nationality, but maybe it seems to me that yes, sometimes it can be because of this. Like people don't want to deal with Russian people and if they su- if for example this Russian girl support supports uh the invasion or what we what we can do with that and so on but that's not true <laughs> so mm-hmm. i mean that um, i mean that i think that there are there still there will be still a lot of there will be a lot of problems with russian people and they and people do not trust us but i think that everything will be better yeah but it it will take so much time yeah i think so well i think this is i i only hope that the episodes like this that shed a light on the the other side of the war so definitely do you feel do you because i also heard that you perhaps sort of feel guilty about the fact that we're paying attention to you as well mm-hmm. whereas maybe you think or thought that we should care more about the ukrainians mm-hmm. uh do you still feel that sense of guilt uh i always feel i always have a sense of guilt (laughs) 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 so um i think that um i think that yes of course we have to pay so much attention to ukrainian people because they have a lot of things to talk about and they know what is going on with their country and they want to share this pain with others but i also i'm also happy that i have an opportunity to talk to people today because i think that it is also important to hear what is really going on in russia and uh, people there they also suffer but of course it is another kind of suffering but yeah but i think that people have to know that there is only one person like who has to be really responsible for what is going on and not all the nation so that's it don't reduce russians to their nationality (laughs) (laughs) because they're they're more than russian yeah and russian is not in being russian is not inherently (laughs) a bad thing i hope that you made this very clear i hope so and also uh talking about visas i think that i didn't tell that i'm sorry if if is it okay yeah yeah, yeah. and uh yeah p- like a lot of embassies they don't want to give uh visas to 
Russian people, for example, I know Estonia, Lithuania, and so on. And I also think that it is not it is not fair to judge people because of uh, his nationality. He can be a wonderful person, scientist, journalist, writer, and uh, yeah, it is impossible to get a visa and to go to the other country to another country. I think that's that's not good. Only because only because you're Russian, Russian. Yeah. yeah, and. Uh, Yeah, that's so complicated. <laughs> I I hope that I I everything w- what I told today was a little bit clear. <laughs> well, it's your point of view, so yeah. it's it's always right in that sense. Uh, I hope so. But I want to say uh, I'm very thankful that you wanted to share this because uh, it requires some balls mm-hmm. in this situation, but especially considering the context. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, Thank you for that very brave deed, and I hope that uh, I will not be in the jail next year. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. Just stay with us here in August. Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. And um, yeah, I also we also talked about it before the podcast that we want to do also pay attention to the the prettier sides of, yes. of Russia. Yes. Because Russia has so much more to offer than <laughs> being involved in this war. I mean, it's a great literally a great country mm-hmm. um but i was thinking maybe we could do that for uh, for a next episode wow uh, yes, because otherwise it's it <laughs> too long now uh-huh. and i think it's it's part of the whole process to shine light on the yes d- good parts of russia there are a lot of good parts. yeah exactly and uh, i feel like uh this this war casts a big shadow over russia and all the the good things it it offers mm-hmm. so Let's make a deal that we do that next time. Okay. If you're okay with that. Yes. <laughs> nice. Okay, then thank you for tonight. Thank you so And much. And how do we say bye-bye in... The свидания. Or maybe better, uh, see you next time. Yeah. Увидимся в следующий раз. Again? Yeah. No? Увидимся в следующий раз. Sounds great. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. See you next time. Thank you for listening. Bye-bye.